0: Channel my inner billionaire. Okay, so welcome back to the Man V Fat Wales podcast, and I am joined by a really exciting guest. Really exciting because um, lots of the guests we get on, I know quite well, um, but th- uh, I don't know quite well. Sorry, uh, but this one I really do know very very well. And um, fun fact for all the fun fact fans. This is the very first coach I've had on the Man V Fat Wales podcast, and I challenge anyone to tell me I've had another coach on, because the only other person I think comes close to being a coach is an amazing coach now, but wasn't when he came on the podcast, and that's Dean Bax. So I'm going to welcome today Coach I Ben Gleeson from the amazing Swansea League, and I'm hopefully going to ask him loads of questions about Swansea and, and steal some ideas. So welcome, Ben. <laughs> Hello,
1: mate. Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. If you were to steal some of my ideas, it would probably just be what I've regurgitated from you, mate. <laughs> that,
0: that, there's, there's no original ideas, mate. It's you know, it man be fat, it's about sharing and caring. We saw that today. We saw that today with your lovely graphic. Um, so bit of bit of an intro, bit of a welcome. I've done the intro. I I've ticked my box, I've done the welcome. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are? Um and what what you here? What you here for?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm Ben, coach of Swansea League. Um, I joined Man vs Fat. What was it? About three years ago now. Um, I was sat in a pub with two of my mates watching Newport, funnily enough, in the FA Cup. Is um, it Middlesbrough, Nottingham Forest? I can't remember who they were playing. Um, and my friend just sort of, you know, as you do, have a look at this. What do you think about this on his phone? And it was an advert for Man Versus Fat. And it was one of those where, well, you know, I yeah, I might go for it. I don't know. And then after a couple more points, you get that courage up and that anxiety and that little bit of apprehension disappears. And you get a little dis- more disinhibited and think, yeah, I'll go for it. Um, so joined the Cardiff League um, as a player. I was at, a, what was I, about 140 kilos at the time. Um, oh, I was coming back from a ruptured Achilles and thought I needed something a bit slower paced than the 11 aside I was playing at where I got injured initially. Um, I needed a bit of support around me to rehab the injury, my mental health had taken a battering in as well, I piled on loads of weight, um, lost my outlet with physical activities, I lost most of my friends that way as well, so I needed something psychologically and physically sort of reinvigorating to get stuck into. Um, joined the yellow team, my first ever team into Manandos. they will always be the closest team to my heart. I think we uh, we had a tricky start. Quite a lot of our lads were brand new to man versus fat. Quite a lot of our lads were brand new to football, to be honest, we'd never kicked the ball before. Um, and we were strong on the scales, not so great on the pitch. We lost pretty much every match on the pitch, but we turned around some massive score lines on the scales. Um, I think one of them, um, we lost sort of something like 12-1 on the pitch and turned around on the scales. And I think that was the defining moment for me where I realized I, I'm in the right place. Um, yeah. And I think the second the season after that I joined I set up the captain of that team and we went on and won the the double that season. Absolutely stunning.
0: That that was an amazing season. I remember it very, very well because I was playing the Cardiff League at that time. And it brings me on to my first question. Because that wasn't my first question. I always have a I always have a freebie at the start. I tell people five questions, but I always do about six or seven. Um, so it brings me on my my question, which was um so, what roles have you had within Man v. Fact? Because you joined as a player, uh, and then you transitioned to captain. What happened yeah. there? Um, so, I joined as a player.
1: Um, took me a fair few months to find my feet. I think something I see now from a coach's point of view, but definitely I look back on my time as a player that I experienced. I, I don't think I think a lot of lads assume that they're just going to come in and hit the ground running, and I think it takes you. Half a season, one season, two seasons sometimes. It's like an introduction to Mavic Fout before you really buy into it and really understand the concept and just get into the consistency of week in, week out. Um, it took me six, seven, eight weeks to find my voice, find my confidence, just feel part of the family there. And but it just grew from there. I just took on a little bit of a leadership role. We had two phenomenal captains and vice captains in the group. I think um, one of the big shout outs just from that group was Scott Stanton. who was just um, a, a massive voice massive voice in the team. We were captained originally by one of Cardiff's legends, Will Jones. Um, with th- those are the boys I looked up to. Um, and then a couple of them moved on and there was sort of a bit of a hole there. And as I'm sure many players are aware of, the question gets thrown out, who wants to be captain? And a lot of lads just sort of look around at each other, like hoping they don't draw the short straw, want someone else to do it. So stepped up to be captain of that team and an oh, amazing bunch of boys. We grew, we developed, we started like... Um, a couple of extra training sessions. I think um, a lot of the extra football in Cardiff came from the yellow team deciding to just get together and have a kickabout on a Tuesday, another team seeing us and copying that. Um, yeah, so did that for, what was that, about a year, year and a half. We moved venues, new white team, the Maradona Kebabs resumed my role as captain for that team. Um, I got down to about 110 kilos, and I started to plateau myself, but also started to feel just really confident and comfortable with where I was, and still wanted to lose a little bit. You know, everyone wants to lose that little bit more and tone up a little bit more, but I was quite comfortable where I where I was. So I started to think to myself, "What's the next role? What's the step? What's the progression here?" I'm happy to maintain where I am, but I'm an ambitious fellow who's always looking for the next thing. And then it was actually yourself who, um, I think you mentioned Swansea a couple of times at our sessions because we were on the same team, we are on the kebabs together. And you mentioned it a couple of times and I just started having another think about it. And um, that was it really. I applied for the role. Um, Didn't really think I was going to get it, just went for it. And um, yeah, the rest is history.
0: Yeah, because I, I think people believe that the general, um, the general rule is... You know, you become a player, you become a captain, you apply to be the PF of the league. And in the league we were playing in, we had two very strong PFs already, and they were in position and there there was no yeah. there was no gap there. And they didn't want to they didn't want to coach Swansea and there was no one really down that end, that kind of you know was known to the man v fat system and, and would hit the ground as well running as you did um and i i th- actually thought that was a really good shout because you were already doing a lot of stuff unofficially um within the cardiff league helping and supporting and you were obviously extremely like multiple teams you'd supported as captain like everyone knew how good you were um and it was just for me it just seemed like a no-brainer definitely gonna be an amazing coach so um what the step up to coach what actually what did you notice as what what did you notice was different and what were you kind of shocked by or oh, that actually i didn't know that happened i didn't know a coach did that or had to get involved in that what what did you um what did you see as different being uh taken over the role of coach um well oh, so many things it? i i did skip that sort of
1: player to pf to cap the coach Role in between, like you say, you're two fantastic PS at Cardiff. So just sort of skip that. Um, I found myself with just a lot of freedom, which was suddenly just so. Ah, just I enjoyed it so much. I work my my day job. I work. Um, it, it's heavily regulated by policies, procedures, risk assessments. There's a lot of red tape and bureaucracy. It's hard to get anything done. There's not a lot of wiggle room or freedom within your set job spec. And I think one of the things that I found so fascinating about stepping up to the coaching role is it was, here you are, here's your league, go do what you want. And you had just complete freedom to sort of mold it and develop it the way that you wanted to, whatever path you wanted to go down. Um, And I, I feel like I've got a league in. The image of every single bit of success and positive thing that i've absorbed in my time as a player from cardiff from newport from swansea everything that i've taken on boards and i've learned in my journey we've now sort of molded the swansea league into the successes that brought all of that to, to light you know um lots of honesty lots of honesty i think the thing that you step up to coach you get this wonderful you get this privilege and this honor to have this window into so many people's journeys that you wouldn't have otherwise heard of as a player or a captain i think there's a lot that i mean i've seen some very good captains that can generate a lot of honesty amongst players but i think as a coach you have that that candor from players that they don't quite release towards their fellow teammates or other captains and just just sit there every week and listen to the stories of the lads and everything that they've gone through and just some of them are heartbreaking. Some of them are heartwarming. Some of them, I just want to cry. Some of them I want to laugh. Some of them I drive home thinking about, and I just can't get out of my mind because it just makes me feel so chuffed and so happy. Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'll say that. It's a lot of work, but every single minute of it is worth
0: it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one of the best jobs I've ever had, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, you know, you've you've summed you've summed it up there, and I think, you know, any any good coach worth their salt understands that you know, y- you need to mould it with with everything you know and 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 push it forward in in your own style. And you've definitely done that because I've been down to the Swansea League, and I also know some players who've played in the Swansea League. I've interviewed Joe P. F. Um, and you know, it's not um, it's not Little Cardiff. It's not this the kind of the the illegitimate child of Cardiff, you know, it's not copying Newport, it, it's his own thing and it's got its own club feel. And I love that about it. You, you know, you've got your own traditions, your own things that you do as a club. And I really like that. I like how distinctive you've made uh, your amazing Swansea league, which brings me on to um, my question actually about your league. So t- tell us about your league. Um, where are you set up? How many teams have you got? Et cetera, et cetera. And, and has it always been like that? Has th- have things changed?
1: So we started, I got the job in, what was it, June last year? And I think we had a launch date of August. So there was a short turnaround period to try and generate a bit more interest in the league. I think we had sub 20 players when I got the job. Um, lots of very excited lads. They'd already been chatting in the WhatsApp group way, way before I got there. Um, that was a daunting experience, just sort of introducing to my boys as, "Iya guys, I'm the coach. Um, they were all chomping at the bit to get going. Unfortunately, we didn't quite have the numbers to safely launch right there and then, and we had to delay it by a month. And I think that's where my experience of a player really came into play, because I think potentially if I'd come in as someone brand new to Manby Fat from the outside, maybe I wouldn't have quite known what to have done with that extra month of time. Um, I had the scales. We had the pitch booked. We had the ability to play football at the venue. I'd already been down there and in touch with the venue and sort of put the feelers out. Listen, lads, we're not quite set up yet, but do you mind if we come down and use the facilities anyway? And we ran a pre-season tournament. And I set it up pretty much exactly the same as what a Manby Fat session would be. Effectively, given my guys a four-week head start to say, look, this is what it's going to be like when we do launch. Um, I created my own... I knew sort of a little bit about how the system, I'd been shadowing um, one of... The, uh Cardiff coach Naz who I learned an awful lot from I've been shadowing him so I sort of knew how the system worked made my own excel spreadsheet ran a pre-season weight loss competition um and we really grew from there we got our name out we got the word out the the boys were spreading it the word of mouth grew I reached out to local media to actually try to reach out to Swansea Bay hospital just to see if we could build any links with the NHS and sort of their um their efforts at the moment to treat um the link between sort of people being overweight and, f- and f- the influx of physical health conditions they're seeing at the moment i reached out to look to the local area swansea coordinate is at one point we had all four of the council local coordinators signed up with us and playing with us which helped us get the word out um and then we launched then as a four-team lead playing five a side and we had good numbers um next goal then was to get uh, i think it was i think we needed another eight lads on board to go from five aside to seven aside and all of the lads were really keen to go to seven aside the venue pure football which is i you know apologies to goal but i potentially probably i think it's the best venue in south wales um <laughs> they were laying a um seven aside pitch uh that the boys were all very very keen to get started on so uh it was it was them to be honest with you at that point i stepped back from the marketing and growing the league and the boys got the word of the mouth out. They recommended it to their friends. Um, someone I will shout out is um, Scott Morgan Davis, who was sort of our CEO of recruitment at that time. The amount of people that he brought in, I, I think he'd run out of big friends in the end. I think every single person he knew was playing for us at one point. Um, we blew up to seven a side. Um, and then we finished season one losing, I think we lost over something like over 300 kilos, Three, 302, 303 kilos as a four-team league in its very first season. Um, and that was f- from, you know, unsafe numbers to launch to a to a, a fourteen league losing what? What's that, like £650, £700, something like that? Um, Christmas hit. And we I, I, I can't believe the expansion at Christmas, honestly. You think to yourself there's going to be a little bit of an influx from lads setting New Year's resolution goals and wanting to lose a little bit of weight from December into January. Uh, th- the guys just spread the word so much. I asked for a little bit of help from the boys. I put up a little bit, a few posts, asked them to share it. And they just plugged it everywhere. I saw it pop up everywhere. It was going into Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, Instagram. It was just flying everywhere. And I think it was the space of three or four days. My waiting list, the waiting list for the league went from three or four to like 20-odd. It just it just blew up. So we're now a six-team league playing every Tuesday night down in pure football in Clayson, Swansea. And we're halfway through season two. And we are on course to absolutely smash the 300 kilos that we lost last season. Um, we're, we've expanded the league into. I've got an events team now, with four um, made up of some of the representatives representatives from some of the other te- teams in the league. We're looking at climbing a, a Van. Um, we've got our first ever venture into eleven-a-side football coming up. We've got um, potentially something between the two of us for the end of March. Um, a mental health walk. Uh, um We, yeah, it's just exploding. Um, I think what, I feel like I'm rambling now, mate, but I think one of the things that is so important to us as well is that we are absolutely accepted and absorbed into the venue itself. Um, the venue manager is one of the members with us and uh, I can't speak highly enough of everything he does for us, but pure football as a venue is such a mecca of football within the Swansea community. They've got links directly to swansea city football club themselves they're owned by two ex-swansea city players um they've got direct links to a charity called the boot room which um takes lots of um donations of boots from people that have got you know used pairs and pairs that they've grown out of and no longer use they recycle them and they pass them on to the local children in the area who can't afford to buy their own boots so We've. I've now got my lads coming down every week with their old boots donating to the charity because Pure Football is the centre is one of the sort of drop off centres for the boot room. There's just this sort of symbiotic, massive community feel there, where this this one's helping this one, helping this one, helping this one. It's not a single thing. Man, V Fat has been absorbed into this family, and we've become part of this massive club feel through the venue. And um, yeah, I, I I can't wait to see where we go from here. I'm so excited
0: yeah i think you've i think you've really hit yeah you definitely didn't ramble then because it was all really interesting stuff and definitely interesting to me because um and i, I think the, the the growth side of it and lots of team lots of um uh, lots of leagues get to the stage where they're at four and they can't get to six but actually what you've what you've described is you know, if you get this amazing venue, best in West Wales, I'll give you that. Um, and, you know, and the quality is there and and you're trying to you're, you're putting in everything you can. And the boys are really trying their best to grow it. Um, the marketing is easy because you're selling something good. You're, you're saying come and join this because it's good. Not come and join this because it'll make it better for me. Or I need more players because it's a more interesting league with six. Um yeah, I, th- I think you've hit the nail on the head. You know, make it really, really good, and it will grow. Um, Manvi Fat's a brilliant opportunity for people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. What about what about the fact that now you've gone to six? Um, you've got a new PF. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, grew to six leagues. I had a um, little bit of a chat with our regional manager, Stu, just informing me that. I'm not opens up the potential to recruit a pf a player facilitator, with the league which i was absolutely chuffed about just the prospect of having someone on board to share the load a little bit and help out um and we put the advert out to the lads and i we had a number of applicants all really top quality um i could have employed any of them and i was disappointed to let any of them down to be honest with you i'm hoping in the future we can have multiple pfs and get some of them back on board we went with david david reese who's um, player with the Porky Blinders. He's a um title-winning season one champion, overall league champion, um, just overall nice guy, just just knows the system inside out, knows the concept inside out, has been through a heck of a journey himself, brings so much experience and know-how, brings a level of just humility and honesty that the boys really resonate with. He's all about them, he's all about just fronting up to things, taking challenges on board. Um and he's helped us in no end there's i think sometimes the weigh-in room can be a little bit lonely for both coach and player sometimes that one-on-one conversation can be a little bit awkward a little bit anxious there's that moment where the player sort of stepping on the scales and the trepidations there having that second person having david there keeps that conversation going people bounce off each other you know if i'm busy typing something in on the on the system or whatever and I'm not quite keeping the conversation going david's there to ask a question um and just having that extra point of contact as a pf The boys have really, really resonated with. And they've celebrated. They've congratulated him. He's one of their own. You know, they're happy to see one of their own boys step up. Um, I think just going back, sorry, mate, one of the points I wanted to make that David being there and the PF, I think for a team, for a league who wants to go from four to six, I think one of the key things for that was handing over ownership of the league from myself to the players. The players are the most important part of man versus fat. It's not the staff. It's not the people who, who run the league. It's not the people who set up the venue. It's it's the players that are coming there to be part of Man versus Fat. So I, I handed over the ownership to the boys, to the events team, to the captains, and asked them to grow the league, rather than it all being about me trying to grow the league. Asked them to get involved. Asked them to buy in. Asked them to take ownership. And they did it because they wanted to. They did it because the league was highly successful. But I got out of the mindset of this is my league or I'm the coach I'm in charge to you this is your league you're in charge this is for you if you want to see this grow let's do it together take it on board let's get out there let's get the word out there let's shout about it and that's something that the boys still do it's something that David does right now and it's going to be the reason that we go from six to eight teams very soon.
0: Mm. Uh, Do you know what I'm I'm so glad you you brought us back to that yeah it's it's a good league, a great league. You know, the the boys feel like it's it's theirs because it is. You know, it's not it's not a false thing. You know, you let them have ownership. You let them have you know a say in things that happen. You know, you let them behind the curtain pretty much to say, well, this is what yeah. I'm I'm thinking of doing. What you think? And like you said, you've got your events team. I know you've got a media team um uh, you've got loads of loads of things going on uh, and it's all about ownership and like like i come back to you know it's it's that you will grow from six to eight because what you've got there is a quality offer um so you've started uh, i kind of led you into it because i know david and how amazing it is um have you got any other shout outs from the swansea league people that just you know you can't uh, there was someone else you mentioned wasn't there the the guy who um was your chief marketeer who who else have you got yeah, Scott. Yeah, uh, he was our clubman
1: last season and uh, we wouldn't be where we are without him. He recruited half the league, so I just constantly thank him every single opportunity I get. Um, honestly, mate, if I was to try and shout out every single person that I want to shine the spotlight on, I'd feel guilty that I was missing people out. I'd have loads of messages about why wasn't I mentioned. Um, but yeah, from a weight loss perspective, there's two men to mention from our beginning we've got regan purge who um holds the current record at the moment of 16 weeks in a row of losing weight he went on a 16-week streak season one perfect lost weight every week came back after christmas the four-week break still lost weight for two weeks in season two um he lost what i think he 18 percent like 20 kilos of his body weight um Yeah. Yeah. What's that? 20 kilos, 44 pounds in a season. Absolutely unreal loss. You literally watched that guy just sort of shrink in front of you. And um, I think he was the, he was the pinnacle of what we were trying to do. He was the inspiration and he was such a quiet, humble guy that never really championed or bigged himself up. He was so laid back about it all. He just did it in such a quiet, easy, easy to absorb way for the other boys around him. There was nothing dislikable about him whatsoever. And I think he's unaware of just how many other people he's inspired. I don't think he'll ever know how many other people he's inspired. Um, the other one was Griff from the Scoffs, the Mighty Scoffs. He was the first lad in Swansea to hit his 5%. He was the first guy to hit his 10%. He was the first guy to hit BMI Boss. He was a bit of the trendsetter. And I think he was the guy that opened the eyes to a lot of other boys of just how important the milestones and the extra goals that come with it were. Um, we've got... Scott Scott May, who's just hit his ten percent, and the reason I brought up Regan's sixteen week streak is because Scott's Scott's up to thirteen weeks and is going for it. Um, so he, he he's an he's an amazing man, just so again so quiet, and I think it's often the guys that maybe don't speak as much, maybe aren't as involved, maybe aren't as loud in the club. They just turn up. They they're consistent. They're good with their journeys. They step on the scales. And it's not until you start looking at their journeys and looking at how much they've done and how much they've lost, you start to yourself, wow, like, why aren't we shouting about this guy? Why aren't we championing this guy? What story? Um, we've got, from this season, Ben Dorwood for the bellies. I, I could I could mention every single person on the league, to be honest with you. They're one of the best new teams I've ever seen coming to a league. The Blacks are amazing as well. The Yellows, uh, Ben Dorwood's lost over 10% of his body weight in six weeks. He's, he, he's incredible. Um there's so many
0: people to mention.
1: mate. From I, I love from...
0: I love a stat, and Ben Dorwood was what I was going to ask you for because I looked through your league page earlier. I um, had a good old look at the the different things, and and your uh, is it Belly's gonna get you? They yeah. To, I was, yeah. <laughs> they seem to be <laughs> absolutely in. they seem to be absolutely smashing it. Um, but that Ben, I could I can just see. I, I knew he's on a new team, so I know he's only been there for six weeks max. Um, and his weight loss just must be uh, just amazing. Um, and, and it's great that you've got, because what you've got there is you've got um, Regan with his 16-week streak. And everyone knows about it and they're aiming for it. And, and you know, I'm sure when Regan, it, eventually when someone goes to 17 weeks, I reckon Regan will be saying, well done. Because it doesn't take away from his effort. Um, but what it does is it means he was the marker, and he would always be that marker, the same as you know your your griff was your your trail blazer towards the the milestones and getting those pictures and and yeah. getting to a healthy weight. So that that's amazing. Um, so this is the final thing I'm going to ask, and I'm going to ask it with um, with deep deep sadness uh, because I try my very best. Uh, to run my league as best as I possibly can, um, but I will admit wholeheartedly my write-ups pale in comparison to yours. So tell me <laughs> where, how, when, what, what do you do to get the time to do these write-ups? I pay hundreds of pounds for a ghost
1: writer, mate. That's what it is. Is it? <laughs> no, I um, uh, I always had an interest in sports journalism, wanted to do sports journalism at university, It, it didn't come to fruition. I um, was losing my own battle with my mental health at the time, so I dropped out far earlier than I should have done. Um, but I think there's hundreds of thousands of men out there that come across man versus fat and don't hit sign up for whatever reason, think you know, it's not for me right now. I'm not going to hit sign up. And I think the boys that we get through the door who have had the courage to hit sign up and join us and maybe 5% of the people who come across man versus fat. And I think that in itself, that courage to step up and take take the next step to begin their weight loss journey, to show up every week, just gain, lose, whatever, just that courage to be there and show up is something that should be recognized for every single member. And I wanted to Create something that wasn't just highlighting the few top three or four guys every week. I wanted to put the spotlight on the guys who were losing 0.1, the guys who were gaining but still showing up, the guys who were having awful weeks going through hell in their lives, gaining weight but were still there, fronting up to it, showing up every week. I wanted to highlight as much as I could. Um, the system's great just in terms of it, it provides you with all the data. There's so much raw data of numbers, stats, percentages, figures for you to work from. Um, but I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to highlight as much as I could. It's something I started down in Cardiff before I became a coach, um, just to provide a little bit of consistency out of lockdown that I think the boys were craving. Um, and it's, I, I really enjoy doing it. I really enjoy doing it, and we try and have a bit of a laugh and a bit of a giggle and put some humour in there. We talk about the pitch a little bit. We focus mostly on the scales. Um, it's just, I think it's a fantastic way for a lot of the, my players to know what's going on in their league. I think, you know, you're on the yellow team, you might not know how well the red team's doing. You're on the white team, there might be someone who's absolutely smashed up on the blue team that you haven't heard about. I think it's a brilliant way to create inclusivity and create that club feel where it's not six teams on separate journeys, it's one big club all having a collective journey towards or towards a goal. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I just really love doing it, it's
0: a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and do you know what? Um, the, the We've just started up this Manly Fat Wales Facebook community and I, I've been nagging you to put your um, to put your write-ups in there because I think it's important that, you know, now we're three leagues in Wales. We, we kind of, everyone knows what's going on within each other's leagues and, you know, we, we're a bit more involved uh, and we're now going to five with Merthyr and Bridgend and hopefully... Yeah. Um, Pontypool risk uh, lo- loads more in the pipeline as well um and kind of your love and your passion for sports journalism definitely comes out but I hadn't looked from that perspective but actually it's that opportunity to share the stories of the forgotten men you know the ones that have ju- are just plodding on they maybe haven't hit a milestone in the last six seven eight weeks but actually yeah. are doing really great things on those scales and are doing it in the right way for them um so, I think I'll read it with uh with a slightly more um open eyes next time um <laughs> i'm still not I'm still not gonna manage to do it because I don't know how you know so much about those matches because um, i know i'm I'm tied to the scale for most of the night so you, i bet I bet you get lots of um texts and stories and I'll oh, make sure you include this this happened and uh, but that all comes down to culture. you've set that culture you know they they know you need that info, yeah. Yeah, there's, there, there's an awful lot of messages.
1: There's quite a lot of comments. I do pitch side as well. If I manage to make it out there and watch a match, you know, guy scores a screamer and he'll turn around and go make sure that goes in the write-up. Um, yeah, it's just it's just an opportunity to capture so much. And I do sometimes sit there you know, halfway through my day job doing that, thinking to myself, is it worth this every week? Could I shorten it? I could save myself an awful lot of stress shortening it each week, but then I put it out and the instant reaction from the group is just nothing but love and just nothing but, it, it's some appreciation towards me, but it's mostly appreciating outwards towards everyone else in the league. It, it creates this instant wave of, wow, mate, congratulations, didn't realise that, what, I, what a journey you've been on. I, I had no, uh, no idea you were doing that. Um, and it's, yeah, from Tuesday that we run till about Thursday, Friday in the week, the chat is just nothing but congrats, mate. Well done. Great job. Amazing story. Unbelievable. Well done. Um, and I, I think a, a lot of that comes from the time and effort put into that write-up and it is it's worth every second
0: of it. Um, and, and do you know what? That's the perfect place to finish um, with, with that wave of love that's going out across your league because... You know, I, I've written down a few things um while you've been talking. And you know, you've talked about how it's a privilege and honor to be a coach, um, giving the lads ownership, hearing their stories, um, the fact that they make you some make you laugh, some make you cry, some make you kind of beam with pride and you just can't get them out of your mind. Um, but I I just think it's all testament to the effort you put in and the the amazing job you do as a coach. Um and and I think you've very eloquently said today how you know if you are looking to be a coach what you need to do to make your league the very best you know be more ben i'm going to try and be more ben with my writer i'm going to try and improve it slightly Um, keep up the good work mate (laughs) cheers thank you very much thanks so much mate take care buddy